lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network, and we have a fun show in store today. I have a guest who I've been trying to have on the show for a while now. We finally let things link up. The Notorious Angel, Amber Joe. A very uh, young in her career pro wrestler from over in the UK um, is joining us on the show this week to talk all about her uh, career thus far, what her inspirations to get into wrestling, and most notably um, her desire to continue making history um, in the business in her home country as well as beyond. She's already done a bit of that in her very young career so far, um, competing in the Rev Pro Rumble back in 2020, in, in January of 2020, and becoming the first trans woman uh, pro wrestler to ever wrestle under the Rev Pro banner, which, you know, in the British wrestling scene, Rev Pro is one of the top companies over there. They are um, one of the uh, spots to aspire to be at. And, you know, she's been training with the Rev Pro instructors over there. Um, she's already made history, and she's got plenty more opportunities to do so going forward. And it's also a topic that she definitely does not shy away from when discussing, you know, her presence in pro wrestling, whether it be as a, a trans woman um, in the British wrestling scene or as, you know, a wrestler with autism who is very, very vocal about um the, that community as well you know she has a lot of aspirations and you know she's already starting to find her voice in in a way and it's awesome to see and I'm really glad that we had the chance to have her on the show and talk about those experiences so far as well as um, those China body goals <laughs> that she has that's uh, outstanding but we'll get to that here in just a second but before we do that I just want to hit a couple of highlights from the week um, starting with a very fun match on AEW Dark where we got to see Anthony Bowens and Sonny Kiss um, just tear it up in a tag team match you know with their respective partners Max Caster and Joey Janela um, always fun to see a couple of uh, top tier queer pro wrestling talents get in there and chop it up a bit um hopefully we'll see some of that on dynamite going forward but you know it's it's still amazing to see absolutely loved it you should have got a john moxley i don't even know what else to say that match was just pure fun that was just a lot of that was just great also we saw the trailer for Edith surreal's upcoming episode of the life of over an iwtv drop and the trailer alone um, is powerful, and just some of the things that this episode is going to cover um, are going to be really eye-opening for a lot of the pro wrestling audience that does not have, you know, one-to-one personal interactions with, you know, queer communities or trans communities, or really has no real understanding of, um you know, some of the unique aspects of the life of trans people. And it was very, very um, vulnerable for, for Edith to allow cameras into her world um, and showcase some of that stuff. Just the fact that you had an image of her sitting at her table um, in her kitchen with um, HRT vial 
there. Um, it's just these are things that you never, I never at least thought that I would see in pro wrestling ever broached like these topics. Um, you know, whenever I first started watching, ten years, fifteen years into watching, you know, and it, it's amazing to see the the neck the continued progress that we're seeing here and hopefully this episode will allow um, pro wrestling audiences to start to have some of these conversations and feel more comfortable having these conversations um, and just further humanize um, marginalized communities within, within their eyes. And also it's a very, very personal one for Edith. You know, I, the, the timing of this, you know, she's been talking about it publicly that like, um, a lot of this filming kind of coincided with the change um, from from Still Life with Apricots in Paris to Edith Surreal. And about that, kind of that, that correlation with transition in a way. Um, I know that she, you know, was on, on Twitter stated that, you know, that it was more about, you know, finishing an art project or in, in her eyes than anything having to do with a, a parallel to, you know, any kind of um, transition process. But um, there's a lot going on here thematically, and um, I'm here for it all day, and I am very, very excited to see what the response to this is going to be. Um, and I'm very excited to see what this does for, for Edith going forward. You know, um, obviously she's been killing it, in 2021 so far um, and I know that she is recovering from a little bit of an injury right now so get well soon Edith but yeah I'm genuinely excited to to watch this and um, we'll definitely be checking it out when it drops on IWTV on June 1st just in time for the beginning of Pride Month hurrah I love it it's so good um, and while we're on get well wishes I do want to send a get well wish to the uh, the legend Cassandro Alexodico. Um, there are reports that came out um, earlier this week about him being in, you know, having some health issues. You know, had a, a embolism removed from his brain, um, and you know, hopefully he's doing better now. But that <sighs> Cassandro means the world to to. Obviously, it means the world to the LGBTQ community within pro wrestling, but Cassandro kind of transcends that within the world of Lucha Libre um, and even bleeding into the North American wrestling scene in, in different regions. And um, there's a reason why the Cassandro Cup bears his name. There's a reason why, um, you know, he's been celebrated on so many of these high profile. LGBTQ pro wrestling shows that we've seen pop up over the past couple of years as LGBTQ identities begin to become more assertive and more confident in displaying themselves in the pro wrestling ring. And it's all because of Cassandra. It's all because of Cassandra's experiences and Cassandra's wisdom. And, you know, we we wish him the, the speediest of recoveries and the best of health and, and hopefully, you know, Cassandra can make a full recovery from this and um, continue being that, that voice and that role model for so many um, within the LGBTQ pro wrestling circles. Just get well soon, legend. Get well soon, Leanda. Uh, well, with that, let's get into our conversation with the notorious angel 
Amber Joe. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. I and I am excited to have as my guest this week someone who is making history in the British wrestling scene right now. Um, back at the beginning of 2020, she became the first uh, out transgender woman pro wrestler to participate in a Rev Pro event at the Revolution Rumble, and just now learning that she's become the first uh, trans woman wrestler officially signed to uh, Immortal Wrestling as well over in, in the UK, uh, the notorious angel, Amber Joe. Welcome to LGBT in the Ring. Hi. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. Oh my God, it's been so long. I know. We, we've just to pull the curtain back a little bit, we've been trying to set up this interview for like a few months at this point, but like timing has been off, like other things have come up. But we, Amber is someone that I've wanted to have on the show for a while. You know, obviously, you know, your experience back in last January was a historic one. You know, you, you made history there. Um, and almost immediately after you made history, everything shut down uh, in the way that it did because of the pandemic. So, like that moment kind of like stood like suspended in time in many ways um, for a lot of people that were watching the British wrestling scene, but it was a, an outstanding moment to have to look back on in a way. And, and I know that, you know, as things are starting to at least move closer to opening up the, over there in, in Britain, that you must be excited to finally get the chance to not just like get back into the ring for matches, but just to get back in the ring for training. Yeah. Um, I'm literally excited, especially as well. Um, training started on the 12th of April, but I've been off with um, tall muscle ligaments in mm. my right leg um, playing football. So I have not been to back to training yet. And now that, you know, they're giving me the all clear um, so I can get back in there. Um, I mean, last year as well, I, it was absolutely amazing. And... It is, a, it is such a shame that the world stood still because I believe if it didn't, this time now, I would have been main event in and would have been in the Queen of the Ring Red Pros tournament. Mm. Let's just put that there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fully there with you. Like, would have made total sense. Like, you would have had a year under your belt, you know, and, and really the only way the main way to continue growing in this in this industry is to just get in there and work as much as you can and you know like you and so many other people that were just starting off in in their training um yeah like you basically had all that coming to the standstill just left you in a place where like you didn't necessarily have that chance to to grow at least like in the ring in the way that you did how how have you kind of channeled that energy into other avenues during the pandemic um, so I found, because I'm still a sporty person, um, I love my football. So I go out, play football with my brothers, these friends, which is actually how I tore my muscle, playing with a bunch of men. <laughs> Happy days. Always fun. Um, you know, um, I've also found love in archery. Um, I, was, I went on Amazon and I was like, oh my God, they have a bow. I love archery. Ordered myself a bow, an arrow set. And now I just, on the weekends, just go out in my garden, set up my target and shoot. Um, I also console, obviously, I, I'm, I Twitch stream. Yes. Um, 
uh, which Twitch has been amazing. Uh, it's, it's allowed me to connect to a lot of people, especially Paige from WWE. Mm. Um, it's allowed me to connect to Nyla Rose as well. And uh, we're really good friends. Um, but yeah, so I've just been gaming, playing sports, eating yeah. a lot of junk food. <laughs> so basically what we've all been doing outside of the playing sports thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which is... Before the lockdown, I was 11 and a half stone, and I've still been eating, but I'm now 10 stone, so I've lost oh. a complete near enough stone and a half. Wow. Um, which has been good, because if, uh, if you're listening and you know me, you know, my, my body goal is China. So when I was learned that I've lost a stone, I was like, damn it, damn it. Because I don't know any other woman that's like, you know, I know so many female wrestlers that are like, oh, I, I need to lose weight. And then there's me in the locker room, like, I need to put weight on, you know. My my goal weight is 210 pounds mm. of muscle. Like, hello. And then <laughs> you've got girls that are like, I need to lose weight. I'm podgy. I'm like, I'm not podgy enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like, especially in like a wrestling terms, like China is a, is definitely a, a body goal that that is like, admirable i would say but you know we're also seeing like a ton of like push to like kind of move away from or at least seeing some people try and push to move away from the ideas of like traditional body types in a lot of pro wrestling as well you know like i know over wrestlemania week we saw jordan grace um who you know is outstanding like so i i could dream of ever being as muscular as jordan grace is my god but Yes, uh, but she, you know, she gathered a bunch of pro wrestlers down there, and they had a photo shoot celebrating the diversity of body shape in in pro wrestling. Um, and it's something that you don't really see a ton of being like put out there, especially like as forward facing as as that photo shoot was, outside of maybe the last few years. What was it about like wanting that made you want to look to China as that body goal for you? I mean, I've, and this is hard because, um, you know, as well struggling as a transgender woman, um, there's a stereotype, you know, mm-hmm. and there is. And unfortunately, 2021, there's still a stereotype. You still have to be beautiful. You still have to be skinny. And it's just not me. You know, um, growing up, China's been, China's the reason why I started wrestling, mm. you know. Um, People like China and Beth Phoenix are literally the reasons why I started. Um, because they were these women that defined the term diva. You know, they literally just stamped it because they're not blonde. And, I mean, Beth Phoenix blonde and pretty. Um, so is China, like, pretty. But they're not your skinny... Um, bra and panties type divas that was going around them days they were these muscular women and it, it captivated me especially looking as well with Beth Phoenix in China that they are women but they wrestle like the men mm. and that and that's that is literally what captivated me and that's like how I've took that into myself um, and I've always been a big lover of muscle. I like muscular men. 
um <laughs> you know um i like i like watching bodybuilding on like youtube and stuff and you know and i was like it wasn't until actually two years ago um when i first started wrestling um i was really skinny and i wasn't happy you know i knew it wasn't me because before i came out um i had to pretend to fit the norm so i wouldn't eat um you know i was really skinny um excuse the dog i looked anorexic and i had to pretend to be really girly and it wasn't until growing up as well watching Paige um being like oh you don't have to be really girly you could just be yourself and that's where I took that step and was like I want to be a really muscular dominant woman but I want to be as equally as beautiful and as equally as badass as Ronda Rousey <laughs> yeah and like that that's literally how I also got like came into the the notorious angel gimmick it's it's crazy <laughs> no i mean it seems like you've pulled from a lot of different inspirations in, in that way and you know i think that's something common with a lot of people that enter pro wrestling especially you know people that grow up watching it and to that end like maybe we can i do want to come back to like your, your like your associations with Paige and and your relationship with nyla there because i talk about someone to like have a close relationship when it comes to like that the similar circumstances that you're in nyla is like the perfect person to, yeah. to kind of talk about like to, and learn yeah. from for those experiences but let's go I'm back a little bit really, sorry sorry no, no go ahead really good friend bloodthirsty vixen mariah marina oh yes mariah love mariah so i'm really good oh, they're honestly like two of the the better like you know trans role models in pro wrestling right there um but let's go back a little bit further. Like, talk to me about whenever you, excuse me, whenever you first discover pro wrestling. Um, like, what well, what was it that kind of hooked you in the very beginning? Was it was it China or was it someone else? Well, believe it or not, it was a really old match, and okay. it was China. It it was China versus Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle. Ah, okay. It captivated me because China. Like, you know, and I never watched wrestling before this. My, like, I think it was my dad and my granddad had it on VHS at the time. I was about three, four. Um, he put it on because I used to talk about WWE all the time. And now I wanted to do it. And I used to actually put my little brother through tables um, and get in trouble. My, <laughs> my little brother has a stuff with a bit. Um, but, so my, my granddad just, and I never watched wrestling. I just, this is just what, you know, people talk about when I was in pay school. And my granddad put it on, I believe. And it, that was the match that came up. China wasn't in it, but I was captivated by this really large, dominant woman with, like, two men. Even, like, as I said, she wasn't in it for long. But she, it was great. It was mm. great. And I just remember being, thinking to myself, I'm going to be her one day. It's amazing to see like how early on so many people that get into pro wrestling find someone to latch on to to like look at someone like that's who I want to be going forward especially for like someone in your position where like you like are like 
really learning about your own identity in that way and, and seeing yourself um, represented, you know, granted, like, you know, China mm -hmm. is, you know, cis, but like you're seeing like something to aspire to be represented on the television screen in that way. It, it kind of, it really opens up pathways for you. Yeah, and that's one thing that, you know, I really enjoy about wrestling. Um, it's the fact that you can be anyone, anyone. You know, I could have a story and be like, I'm the president of the United States. Or, you know, I'm a, I'm an angel that fell from heaven. Like, it's just there's so much creative freedom around wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, and as a kid as well, I used to love drama. So I used to love acting and I used to play sports. So like when I when I was younger and I obviously heard about WWE and wrestling, I was captivated because it's both. And that and you know, especially as well, talking about latching on and how early people, um, my best friend, um, Curtis Elliott, you know, he believe it or not, as talented as he is, he only started watching wrestling six years ago. Oh, didn't wow. know what WWE was. Um, he came around my house once and I was like, we're watching some wrestling. He's like, what's that? I'm not going to like it. So I put it on and he got captivated by the Bella Twins. Hmm. Um, and, you know, we want to we wanna be a tag team. We are a tag team. We call our, ourselves the Vanguard Authority. And we modelled ourselves after the Bella Twins. So, like, even, like, in tag team wrestling... And like, even how quick he latched on as well. It's amazing what these people do. They're inspiration. And I hope to be one of them one day. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I think that your story already has a bit of that inspiring nature to it, you know. Um, but I, I'm curious to talk to you a bit more about like that freedom of creativity or that freedom of expression that pro wrestling gives you, because like, you know, like you said, like in pro wrestling, you can be any, any person, any, any identity that you want to be in that way. Yeah. Now, how did that juxtapose to your own experience? Like really like coming to understand your own identity and, and maybe like, looking at the your own freedom of expression growing up um you know as a, as a trans woman um oh god i have to admit you're one difficult person <laughs> 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 um sorry oh you're fine uh, please excuse me we will get into that i am autistic um oh. so wrestling has actually really helped me me transitioning mm-hmm um, and it's really how find who I am as a person you know as I said like you know when I first started the transition I was this really girly girl and you know I'd walk to a shop in a pair of high heels and a dress and a face full of makeup and a really cheap ass wig please excuse my language um, and like when I started wrestling I was still like that when I I, I pretending to be this really girly girl because you know I had so many people tell me like when I was training you're really pretty like you're really pretty for a transgender woman um and like I was like oh maybe I should just be that pretty girl you know um like and no hate on even Marie like that even Marie Mandy Rose and when I and when I tried that as a gimmick 
um and as well like before I was really uncomfortable like feeling like that I always felt this isn't me but society led me to believe this is how I was supposed to be mm. um and then when I saw Nyla Rose and the way that she presented herself I thought I'm gonna try something different you know I'm gonna pack on some muscle and I did I pack on some pounds and I'm going to take the body of China. I'm going to take the attitude and the anti-diva of Paige and that badass kick of Ronda Rousey. And I'm just going to see what, see what happens. And then the notorious angel was born. Um, I found myself, I started dyeing my hair black um, because that's me. Like I really found myself. I am, I'm a goth girl. No, I'm a tomboy and it was all because of wrestling and these people that I watched growing up and I thought one day that I'm just going to pretend to be like them and it helped me find myself um you know I without trying to cry um like I can't help them girls and like I can't thank them girls enough because it, they really have helped found who I am hmm. Um, as a person, as an athlete, as a woman, and yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no need to apologize. Like, like it's a very emotional thing, you know. Like they, like really finding something that makes you feel like comfortable as yourself. Like that's it's a thing that you know many LGBTQ people and especially you know trans people struggle with a lot and. That there is a definitely a, a inner peace that comes with finding that that part of yourself. I agree. Like I always say, a part of being trans is about self identity and you know finding yourself, like realizing who you are. And this is what I and this is what I really want to put out. And I'm sorry to go off topic, but you know, for any trans person that is out there that see these stereotypes, you don't have to fit that mold. You know, um, women, women have different shapes, sizes, looks, you know, you have the butch lesbian, like, why can't trans women fit them, fit them types too? Just be yourself. You know, if you want to be muscular and, you know, you want to be like skinny um, and you want a cracking bikini body, then do it, you know, just do it because I can't judge, I cannot judge, because look at myself. Um, but it's all about self-expression and finding who you are. And I just really hope that you lot find exactly who you are. And sorry, no, <laughs> to you go off need... topic. <laughs> you're perfectly fine. Like, there, honestly, there's like very rarely like an off topic thing on this show. Cause like, I like to keep things conversational and like, and, and honestly you bring up really good points you know like a lot about the expression of gender is tied into how you identify yourself and how you choose to express that identity you know it is very much a singular internal thing that is like expressed outwardly in that way so no like those those i think your your comments there are like perfect for um anyone who is like has those sort of thoughts you know yeah, that's just me i'm perfect. 
<laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. Please excuse if you are listening and I say something like that. I am trying not to slip into character because I I can be a bitch. So, <laughs> whenever there's a camera, I'm trying I try not to slip into character. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you know what though? Like it's a good sign like to have like the character and the person just kind of like have like sort of a one-to-one there where like you can but it's also good to recognize that line of demarcation as well. So no. Yeah. Yeah. So um obviously you have all these inspirational figures that you pull from whenever you start to get into pro wrestling, whenever and you start to transition, um, not just like in your like gender expression, but also like how how that expression comes through, like adding the muscle, taking on the more um, in-your-face style that, that you pull from China um, there. Did that make you feel more comfortable in the ring whenever you started, like whenever you became the Notorious Angel? Um, yes. Absolutely. Um, it, I was like, um, because I'm really good friends with Priscilla, mm. um, the queen of the ring um and i just did it in like a training match and i was like hey i have this new like type of gimmick that you know i feel really comfortable with because it's how i represent myself in real life but times it by 10 like the personality times it by 10 i want it to be this big character and she was like just just do it and then pulled me aside and said you have something you have something there, um, you know, especially where um, I like to sometimes be like, do you know what? You can hate me and say that I'm captivating and taking away women's spots, but you're just jealous because I'm stronger than them naturally and just physically. Like I use like my biological advantage as a way to pull people in, you know, like, um, and that's how the Notorious Angel comes about. Like, she doesn't care whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, she's more dominant than you, she's stronger than you, she's prettier than you. Like, the girl can take your man and beat you up at the same time. <laughs> like, and it, she's just stuck, and now she's going to go places. And I, I can't wait. No, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what what happens in the future. Um, finding the character though, did that impact how, you, like, your confidence levels outside of wrestling as well? Yeah, a lot. Um, so like before, I wouldn't go out, you know, um, because I, I felt like I couldn't defend myself. I couldn't, like, I wouldn't talk back. And now, unfortunately, I talk back too much. Um, <laughs> but it helped me. It helped me grow a backbone as well because, like, the times that I do it in a ring and I talk back and I talk um, again, excuse my language, and I talk all this shit, and you know, I get the heat that I really want. Outside of wrestling, it helped me realize that I'm a walkover. You know, I'm a rug, and I need to have a backbone. Hmm. and like so in many many ways my wrestling gimmick like you know the notorious angel has helped amber even though the notorious angel is amber 
bitch. Um, like, <laughs> I am the notorious angel, I'm the Joe. But she's helped me, uh, you know, as outside. Like, she helped my shoot, my shoot name. She helped me. Um, helped me a lot. And I'm just glad I started wrestling. I, <laughs> my confidence has gone from here to maybe here. I mean, even at some times, my best friend, he was like, I say something, and he's like, do I need to blow your head up even, even more? <laughs> he's like, where was this two years ago? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, but it's awesome to have something that you can pull that sort of imp- inspiration from for yourself, because like, if you pull that for yourself, it, it exudes to other people whenever they see it as well. And, you know, pro wrestling obviously provides a stage for people to see that. Um, talk to me a little bit about whenever you decided that you wanted to like actually go get training, like was the rev pro school in Portsmouth, your, your like first school, or was there anything else, any other places that popped in your head? I never, and if, is how I officially started. And I say this on every interview because it is a funny story. I've never wrestled before. Before this, I never even knew there was wrestling in England. Oh, wow. I just thought it was an American thing. I never knew who RevPro were. I knew who Kapow were um, because as a kid growing up, I always watched them. Like, I, I like, but I mean, like, I never knew there was wrestling in England because, like, you know, big promotions like Rev Pro, Progress, Riptide. Um, I never knew that. I just thought there were these um, shows that, you know, are all fun for the kids. And, and I'm not saying, obviously, like, Kapow is not big because it's really big. But, you know, I mean, how can I say this without it sounding really hard? Like, not harsh. It's different. But, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's different, um, especially growing up. But now Kapow's um, with SWF. And um, as a kid growing up as well, I've always wanted to be a referee on Kapow. Mm. Um, and when they messaged me, because I said I'm really interested, they messaged me back and they said, keep an eye out um, on our page because we'd love to have you come for a training session and a tryout. And I was instantly like, oh my god yes (laughs) like you know even some people like in the wrestling world call them backyard i call them home because they're the first independent company that i've ever knew and you know just like rev pro is my home rev pro made me so i obviously i'm always loyal to them but kapow kind of was their first (laughs) and I just want to wrestle everywhere. <laughs> no, it's it's really interesting though, like to like to see that you didn't really recognize like what was going on in in Britain in that way. Like it's not not because like you weren't like necessarily paying attention, but I think that you know I talked to uh, to Dave Bradshaw a little while back, and you know he talked to me about how the British wrestling scene really didn't experienced the growth that it has until about like five, six years ago, you know? And so yeah. like, it would make sense that some of that stuff would maybe escape the. Yeah. And then this is, this is what I mean. Like, um, and I do apologize if Kapow was listening and I did sound rude, but what, what I mean is like, 
Kapow shows are very more kid friendly, as where things like Rev Pro, they're more WWE. Um, so obviously I grew up and they're kid friendly. I didn't think there was something so um, like because Rev Pro don't do a lot of comedy. And this is what I love about both companies is because they're so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the aspect of how different they are. And like, as I said, like, um, Kapow has that family feel to it. Um, like, it, you know, it's one that you can definitely bring your kids to. They're going to enjoy because it's more interact with the wrestlers. Like, I remember going to a Kapow show and my little cousins were beating up a wrestler with sledgehammers because they give you inflatable hammers to beat up the wrestlers. <laughs> you don't really see that with Rev Pro. Like, yeah, they're run two completely different. Um, but yeah, no, how I started wrestling is I went to slip out. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a trampoline park in Portsmouth and I saw two people wrestling and me being me with a big mouth was like, you're wrestling, can I join? And they were like, oh, you're like, and they said, like, oh, you're actually really good at wrestling. I was like, I know, I've always wanted to do, like, to wrestle. And they turned and I said, why don't you? We go to a training school around the corner, you're more than welcome to come. Mm. And that's like, how would I put my foot in the door? Flip out. <laughs> a trampoline <laughs> made my career. But my best friend said, if he wasn't born, then I wouldn't be wrestling because it was on his birthday that we went for his birthday party. Ah. So maybe he's true. Maybe he's right. All these things yeah, kind no. of serendipitously come together in that way. Yeah, it's amazing. So was that school, that was the, the Rev Pro school that was around the corner? What was it like the, the first time to step into that environment? I really nervous because you had all these beautiful women. I say all, there was like two or three. Um, and like, I instantly thought, oh, you know, because I saw Total Divas, I instantly thought, oh my God, they're going to be bitches. But they're not. They they're really not. Um, and then I saw all these men, and I'm like, oh god, what if they click that I'm trans, and they're like gonna be really homophobic towards me? What am I gonna do? Um, like, and I was like, what if the manager, like Andy Golden, tells me that I can't wrestle because I'm trans? Maybe it's not how they do it in the UK. And I'm like, all these things running through my head. And then I put the courage up and I said to Andy Gordon, Sir, I'm a transgender woman. Where would I wrestle? And he went, How do you express yourself? You know, like your pronouns. And I said, I'm a she and a her. I want to be a girl. He went, Well, there you go then. You wrestle in our women's division. You wrestle with the women. And I felt at home that, then words I felt at home. And I've never walked out that door since. How important was it for you to have Andy be like immediately just like that gender affirming in 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 that way? 
it was amazing. It was really important because I felt like at the time I felt if I wasn't accepted, then I'm just going to give up. You know, I'm just going to give up and maybe it wasn't for me. And then it was like, he accepts me and a part of me was like, I was meant to do this. I, I was meant to be here. And I was meant to do this. And who knew? And who knew? A year later, well, actually it was six months, because I only trained for six months until I debuted. Yeah. Like, who knew six months later I'd make history in not only Rev Pro, but Portsmouth. <laughs> and honestly, that, that kind of leads into, like, the like a, the huge moment for you and, and what put you on so many people's radars, I think, was the Rev Pro um, Revolution Rumble. Um, obviously, like, you entered that match in January of last year and in doing so became the first... Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just about to... Um brain down on zoe lucas's pride i had a bigger crowd pop than you <laughs> no, no worries we shade is welcome on, on the show <laughs> most of it was my mother but shh. <laughs> doesn't matter where it comes from as long as it's it's audible <laughs> no but you made history as the first out trans woman um in rev pro history to compete in a match um there and I want to talk to you a little bit about that experience because obviously like making your debut in a rumble match like that, just as a wrestler, I think brings a different sort of approach or I would imagine it would bring a different sort of approach than just like a one-on-one -on -one or a tag team, like standard match. But couple that along with the fact that you're making such a historic moment in the British pro wrestling scene there. Um, what was it like for you whenever you found out that you were going to be debuting in that match? I cried. Mm. I cried. Um, I was just like, I cried. <laughs> Sorry, it's, I'm speechless because it's literally how I felt. I was speechless. Like, I knew, I kind of knew um, that they did want me and my friend, obviously, to debut. Because, you know, um, a certain coach who's no longer with us and obviously, um, through obviously events, um, I won't mention names, but a certain coach always said that we had the talent, that we were one of the best that he's seen, um, especially my best friend, because he has a ballet background, like they said, Ed, and as well as Priscilla says, he's literally like the best professional wrestler training in training that they've seen since Will Ospreay. Hmm. Like, the kid is the next Will Ospreay. I believe he's even bigger than Will Ospreay, but don't tell Will that. I don't want him to beat me up. Um, and I, I, at that moment, I knew because they got us to work on Rumble stuff. And I was like, why are we working on Rumble stuff if we're not going to be in the Rumble? And then my friend was like, Amber, I think we're going to be in the Rumble. You're just a bit dumb and slow. <laughs> And then it was that mo it was literally that moment as well when I was like, nah, we're just doing it for the fun of it. And then they turned around and went, You need to get your gear made, you need boots, you're off. You're you're in the rumble. This is what you're gonna do. And as well, like, especially the night of the rumble, we did not know what we were gonna do. 
Mm. Like we did not train for it. We didn't work out anything until the night. It was all done in the ring at that time. And I think for me, I would have been lost, but they made me work with Zoe Lucas. And if it wasn't for Zoe Lucas, this is the only time I'm going to be nice to you, girl. I love you, really. But if it wasn't for Zoe, I would have been lost. And I worked really well with Zoe. And, you know, after our little spot, she, and she got eliminated, she came out. She went, I really enjoyed working with you, and I really hope we work together again. Um, you know, you, you're really good. You're really good. And at that moment, I was like, oh, I want another match. <laughs> But I oh. was supposed to be facing before the world collapsed. Um, well, it's not collapsed, but before the world stood still, I was supposed to be having like a one-on-one with Zabi Lucas, from what I was told. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get my own back. Um, never happened because you know it was my nan's 80th birthday, and my my family's important. I'm an Italian woman. Family is really important. Hmm. Yeah, family is really important. Um, so I missed it. And now part of me is like, I shouldn't have missed it. Because it would have been my second match. But then a part of me is like, how long have I got left my nan? Yeah. No, I mean, it's those sort of things that like, always come with a balancing act in a way. And, you know, like, I'm sure there'll be other opportunities to to wrestle obviously there will be i mean whether it's zoe or not like there will be definitely chances to get in the ring there um but talk to me a little bit about like going back to to the actual night of the rumble like were you was the historic nature of your presence in that match like on your mind whenever you were like preparing for for that or whenever you went out out of the curtain to enter that match like what was the that historic nature on your mind i honestly didn't know at that time i was making the history i mean i knew that i was making history by setting foot because i always had this idea that i was the very first in the uk um mm-hmm. turned out there was two before me but they never wrestled for a massive promotion like rev pro um and then it went and i was thinking to myself hey Am I like Rev Pro's only transgender woman? And I think it was Andy Golden that turned around and said, Yeah, you're the first that we've ever had. And I was like, <laughs> I instantly was like, I'm then Nyla Rose. Um but no, it wasn't on it wasn't on my mind until after I, I turned around and said to my mum eating a kebab, as you do. Um, I was like, shit. I just made history tonight. And of course, my mum went, language? But I'm really <laughs> proud of you. All right, Jens. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the Ring. Uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things, but I do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is. Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. 
A big thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSWBand, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahandthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and get a five-day free trial and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and get five days free. Check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBT RingPod. You can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show, the Mr. Video Game Super Show. I co-host that with uh, Twitch streamers Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Sun like the star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. What was what were you feeling whenever that did like sink in that you had be- made history in the way that you did like being the first trans woman to compete under Rev Pro's banner? I wanted to do more, you know. Yeah. I um, wanted, and it's not like um, one of these that you think that because I'm the first, I, I don't want anyone. I don't want another trans woman coming in. I actually started looking for other trans women that are interested in wrestling that were around the area and seeing if they wanted to come join because i had this idea that once they get there and he's trying and these other trans women that have wrestled and had the training to have this transgender faction like mm. of women like these trans women you know kind of like um they do in this they did in their state i think it was mariah candy and nyla Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think maybe I, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know no, personally. Yeah, maybe I dream. Maybe I dreamt it. It's I a good dream to have. It's a good dream to have, though. If you want to have a stable. Yeah, I mean, I did, probably did, but I had this idea to be that woman to elevate other trans women. Just don't take my spotlight, because then we're gonna have a problem. But but to give them that chance to to be themselves and to, you know, be like, I can do this. And it doesn't matter that I'm trans. And as well, my my instant also thought as well with my, um, because I'm really open about my autism and my special needs. I also thought, hey, I'm not going to let my special needs, you know, define my career path. I'm not going to stop it from, I'm not going to stop being trans and being autistic and reaching my dreams. Instead, I elevated it and I made that history and I want that for um, other trans people, trans men, trans women, non-binary people, um, you know, even people that have Down syndrome or uh, autistic that they think that um, they can't wrestle 
and I was I was speaking to someone the other day and I said, wouldn't it be cool to have a promotion singly for people with special needs, a showcase for special needs people. And, you know, hey, when I'm big enough, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Because I make history and that is what I do. That is what I'm good at. And it's giving me people something to work with. Mm. I love hearing that you are like nowhere near short on goals. I I, I <laughs> love all of these like aspirational ideas that you have for like the business and that's in, in many different ways. And honestly, like you're like a lot of what you're saying, like it reminds me a lot of the approach that we've seen in recent years to pro wrestling from various underrepresented communities not just the lgbtq community like you said like special needs community we've seen it a lot here in the states with a lot of promotions promoting like talent of color and women wrestlers like all different you know anybody who's not straight cis white you know a lot of places have been starting to carve out um positions for people from underrepresented communities do you feel like that is something that um, is easier for those communities to kind of focus on because of um, because of the desire that you find yourself or find comfort for yourself in this business and you want to create those spaces for other people? Do you feel like that's just something that comes more easy, easily to um, communities that aren't as well represented? I mean, I can't speak for everyone. You know, I, yeah. but I speak for myself. I think um, it's easy for, for me to sit here and think that everyone's going to have it easy. We don't. Not everyone's going to have it easy. You know, um, you know, as you say, the people of colour, they face racial backlash. Um, the LGBT, we face homophobic and transphobic backlash. And, like, if... I must say, like, if you don't have that, um, like, labeled as the um, privilege, as as they are, you know, come on, and I, you know, I'm not a racist person, but it's privilege. Hmm. Um, it's hideous to think that people will be like showcasing them because they're white and they're straight. Like, hell, come on. Like, there are some of the best Latina of, of bloody wrestlers out there. I mean, Angel Garda, Andrade, Rey Mysterio, mm-hmm. like, Zelina Vega, for God's sake. And they were all, and a lot of them were all slept under. And I don't know if it's because they've had nothing or because of their thing, but I think... If there was a promotion um, that would have and take the minorities to take those that don't have the privilege as straight white people and they take them and they make them into their best and then make them into their roster, I think you're going to have one massive domination of a promotion because it's inclusive. And I said this to Immortal Wrestling because they were saying about... Um, sorry about spoilers, I was saying about making titles non-binary so anyone can win. And I said, I get that, but then you're also going to take away from them straight women, like them straight women that want to work on the women's division. You're going to take away from them men to be called like heavyweight champion. 
So why don't you do something that no promotion in the entire world has done, make a championship for intergender hmm. that can be that can be captured captured by men and women, an intergender championship. It's never been done. And I think the more promotions look and realize that um, you know, queer wrestling's here, Latin Latina wrestling, we're here. Um, there's colored there's people of color we're here i think when people realize that you know there's more than just straight white people i think the wrestling world going to be so much better off sorry i'm on a oh, run no you are perfectly fine like i completely agree like the more vibrant and and inclusive and diversified that you can make pro wrestling the better um opportunities you're going to create for for people to you know not just see mm -hmm. representation of themselves but like like yourself find pathways to do this if they want to do this you know um mm -hmm. one of the first steps is seeing someone who like you see yourself in you know, that's something that I think a lot of people, pretty much anyone that enters pro wrestling has has that sort of attachment to it. So in that way, you're creating such an amazing environment. And we've seen it blossom in the way that it has over the past you know, few years, like over in, in your neck of the woods, like Riptide is a company that um, has been on the forefront of that. Like Riptide and Pro Wrestling Eve are probably the two that come to mind that have been on, on the forefront of promoting these more diverse cars yeah, and more yeah. sorry go ahead but may i add if they are listening they are two promotions that you put my name on there you're gonna get butts and seats <laughs> i'm all for that, that, i'm all for it that was um not an interpretation it was kind of me telling you i'm gonna come wrestle on your company <laughs> Yeah, no, they are two promotions that I'd love to wrestle on, especially as well over here in Britain, talking on the subject of um, LGBT, over here in Britain, we have the first ever all LGBT inclusive promotion, Pride Pro UK. Yes. And I'll tell you this, if they do not put me on there, they are fools, because why wouldn't you put the most electrifying transgender woman in the entire UK on your promotion and make that history, bitch. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, I'm, for them. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we've got the opportunities um, that America has done, you know, because there are uh, promotions and LGBT promotions in America. And I'm so glad we're having them over here. And I want to thank all of them especially Pride Pro, Riptide and Eve, but I want to thank them all because without them, LGBT wrestlers would probably have nowhere. Mm. Now, Pride Pro is a company that I'm very curious to see um, how, like, whenever they do get running next year, like, I, I am, that idea is amazing to see over there. And they've already got such a, like, great roster of people that have signed up to it as well. You know, like you know, people like Cassius, oh, Brett Slayer, yes, Visage, so many. But not yet me. Soon enough. <laughs> Soon enough. <laughs> I do apologize. I do like to make jokes. I do talk too much when I'm nervous. I am very nervous, everyone, by the way. Ah, uh, no worries. No worries. 
like but the thing is like you you like you're putting yourself out there like in, in a way that you really need to in the pro wrestling industry you know you're you're making it known that you want to wrestle for these promotions that you know share the core values that you have but also that you can bring you know you, that you can bring a different yeah. perspective to yeah and not only that it's like obviously being openly and i feel like if with me being open about my special needs and my transition i feel like especially now with all these podcast interviews that I have done, um, I feel like there's probably going to be so many, you know, like, I'm inspired by her. I'm going to go wrestle. I'm going to go take my dream. And that's all that I want. And I, and I think as well, like, the being so open, I can build that platform to be an, um, is it an advocate? Yeah, yeah that's the word. Advocate. Advocate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so dumb. Um, ah, an advocate, for, like a spoke, here we go, more posh, a spokesperson for those, um, you know, for them, like for the special needs children, um, or even special needs adults, for the transgender people. You know, I, I feel like my platform in wrestling and being so open um, will give me that platform that I can cause more awareness, you know? Yeah. And like every month, like, Autism, Aw- Autism Awareness Month just gone. And I posted on Twitter and I said, Hi, I'm a transgender woman and I'm autistic. Don't judge me before you've met me. And I always, as soon as I meet you, and I think you've kind of gathered this now, I put all my cards out there. Because if I kept things to myself, you're gonna you're probably gonna be like, What's she hiding? I want to be like, I'm not hiding anything. You can like me on my first impression. And I'll, I'll tell you now, my first impression is going to be a laughing impression. Mm. And that's exactly what I want to do in wrestling. I mean, that's what you have to do in wrestling. And, you know, you have to you have to make, like, submit who you are and make that impact um, with the time that you have in it, you know? So, like, it makes total sense. And, Yes, your first impression is very endearing. I will say that. So <laughs> I'm adorable. Um, I have a really big project coming up as well. Um, oh yeah, and I can't say too much. Um, but I'm gonna wait for two weeks. Uh, for, a, for in two weeks, I'm doing a very very big project. And I can say that I am going to be on your TV screen very soon. Ah. Um, it's not wrestling related, or is it? Can't tell you. So you're just going to have to keep guessing. I mean, like, my family know. And my family don't even know what I'm doing. Like, they know that I'm doing this project that's going to be with TV. So as it is, that's that time of month for Love Island. <laughs> I put up a status the other day saying um, the island's just got notorious and I've had these floods of messages going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, you're going on Love Island, you're going to be like the first transgender woman in Love Island, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love teasing people, but when I'm allowed to say, when I'm allowed to say it, I will promise that everyone's going to be the first to know because I'm going to scream it from the rooftops. But it's a binge. Mm. Okay. It's a binge. Okay. 
I, 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 so I, I pick up a little bit. Get in trouble. Yeah, I'm trying not to get in trouble. I'm trying not to give too much away. Um, so I do apologize. I can't tell you exactly what it is, what I'm doing, but it's just going to be a binge and it's going to be fun and it's going to bring a new perspective to the LGBT. Hmm. And to me. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for you. I mean, I'm excited to see what the, what the project is. And um, yeah, like it's just, it seems like you've so much. I think six weeks, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Um, about six weeks after I've done the first little bit of the project. So. Mm. <laughs> it's awesome I'm to back. see that you have so many different opportunities, though, coming your way. Like coming out, yeah. especially as, like, you know, everything is. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, no, this project as well, these people, um, I can officially say that I am managed by Life of Drag, um, which is an LGBT management company. Um, I can say that because they have announced and they have said that I can be on your TV very soon. So I know that I can say that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you catch them on Facebook Live every Friday night, at 7.30, you may start to get what we're doing. Or you uh, may not. But I guarantee you it's going to be a blast. Oh, I thought it was a B right next to me. But I guarantee you, your Friday night's going to be a blast um, with Life of Drag Lives. They are so funny, especially the lesbians. <laughs> They're hilarious. But yeah, no, so with that project, I'm going to have a big platform and trust me, there's going to be things that I'm going to be doing that people are going to want my name in their books. Mm. So mysterious. So mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Mysterio. Oh. Sorry. I feel <laughs> really bad. <laughs> it's all right. No worries. <laughs> no, um... But yeah, it's just it's just really exciting to see like coming out of the the match last year and like you know working through the pandemic like you found these other opportunities for yourself and these other avenues to really keep putting your name out there. You know, obviously wrestling is still going to be a big thing for you, but like you have all these other things too. Um, I mean, before we, sorry, go ahead. Not just a, sorry, I keep interrupting. Really you, you are fine. Um, wrestling is not just going to be a big thing for me. Wrestling is going to be my main thing. Mm. Um, you know, I said to these people with this project, if this project gets in the way and you need me to do something and I've got something to do with wrestling, even if wrestling was a short notice, my wrestling comes first. That's my career. You know, wrestling's my career. My wrestling more important. My wrestling's like my child because I don't want children. And, you know, I don't have children. Wrestling's my baby. It's my lifesaver as well. You know, I've suffered so much with mental health and wrestling's changed everything. I don't mean to get down and dark, but... No, it's not. I mean, it's not like necessarily down and dark because I think that it's it speaks to struggles that a lot of people have, you know, whether in, you know, whether it's wrestling that pulls you out of it or another passion or like something else that you can pull from to kind of pull yourself out of that, like these sort of finding a place to properly express yourself and to find comfort in, in yourself is vital 
to those sort of things. I mean, as well, um, I keep going on these subjects LGBT, probably because we're called LGBT in the ring. I mean, it 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 fits. Yeah. You know, as well, this is how much the um, LGBT representation means to me, especially the trans community. Is that? Um, let me grab it out. Is that? I've embedded who I am in a part of my wrestling gear. I'm going to be, and when I wrestle, and these are for companies like Pride Pro, Rev Pro, it's the fact that I've embedded the oh, trans wow. colors into my gear. So when I wrestle, I'm flying the trans flag. Um, as you can see, my, my logo, yes. the wings are rainbow, and inside the A are the trans colors. And like, the LGBT has been a big part of me and it's wrestling and having them colored and flying them flags can mean that they're going to have the chance that we deserve. And so be it. So be yeah, it. exactly. That, <laughs> it, they are powerful statements to make, you know, like to have to, to fly the, the flags, the, the colors of the, of the various pride flags that represent, you know, parts of who you are in that way like those are powerful statements to make and to make them so outwardly is like it's amazing to see it's amazing it's amazing i i it's just i don't know I, i'm at a loss for words a little bit it's awesome <laughs> even if you don't want to wrestle um to all the lgbt people out there even if you don't want to wrestle just know that i'm flying i'm flying our colors for all of you. exactly and that's all that matters. As long like the colors are out there, the the message is getting out there, the the identity, the representation, all that stuff is getting out there, and it's not going away. Like there's just going to be more people from you know from the communities that's going to be putting themselves out there because as as they find people like you, like your your um your tag team partner Curtis, you know uh, all these different people that um really give people an entrance to see themselves in this business. And, and to see themselves in, in pro wrestling. It's just amazing to see. Um, as we wind down, though, I did want to ask you um, one more question about um, your relationship with Nyla and, and, and Mariah. Because, like, obviously, you know, you've been on Twitch for, for a while now. And Nyla, of course, has, has built her Twitch channel as well. You know, Paige is, Paige is big on Twitch, too. Like, all these different people that you draw inspiration from. What was it like for you whenever you first... Um, like, re did you first reach out to Nyla or did Nyla reach out to you? Like, how did that relationship start? I randomly added her on Facebook. Ah, okay. Didn't realize who she was until I, like, she accepted. And then I saw her on TV, so I messaged her and I said, you're not a rose? She was like, yeah. And, it just, and I fangirled. <laughs> Sorry. I fangirled. So I was a bit of a fangirl at first, and I think I might have been a bit too much because I'm blocked on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did tag her in everything on Twitter. I really did. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry, baby girl. I love you. Um, but yeah, no, we connect on Facebook. You know, if I have something that I need advice on, she gives me it. Uh, she calls me her little English vampire because I suffer with insomnia. And when she does live at like her time, at like her six, seven, it's like three, four a.m. over here, and I'm up all the time in her live. <laughs> um, 
she's like, you're mad, you're crazy, you need to get some sleep, girl. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I'm so glad that I have her and Mariah at, at the side. Um, I said to Mariah as well, I'm going to come to the States, and her words were, let me know when you're here. Mm. And that, to me, means she cares, she's going to take me under her wing, um, you know, I'm really good friends with Dylan McQueen, who's just made his AEW um, debut. Um, and he, even he said, girl, you've got it. You need to come to America. You need to go to the Nightmare Factory because someone's telling you now you have so much. And I said, and I said, and I quote, and if Nyla Rose is listening, if I ever go to AEW, I'm taking your throne. <laughs> As friends. Yes. I don't want to get on her wrong side. She scares me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. But if I go to AEW, there's like that instant storyline now. Mm-hmm. Um, but my goal is NXT UK. And so that's going to be my main focus. But if that all fails, and I, I don't mean, and if WWE watched it, and they're going to be like, oh, I'm not going to sign you now because you talk so much. I don't give a fuck. Okay, I talk about wrestling because I love wrestling. I talk about promotions because I love talk about because I love every different promotion. I love their talent. You know, like on WWE, I want to wrestle Charlotte Flair. In fact, I want to wrestle Braun Strowman. Like AEW, Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill. I want to wrestle John Moxley. You know, and yeah. Like, but, so yeah, my dream is NXT UK. Um, but me and Nyla are really close. She, she helps me a lot. Can mm. be a bit harsh sometimes. I ask for it. I ask for the truth. Yeah. And that's what I love about her. And that's yeah. <laughs> and Paige. <laughs> then yes. we started. <laughs> um, I was I just popped into her mum's stream yesterday. And um, obviously I subbed because I'm really good friends with Julia, um, which is her mum. Julia keeps telling me, you need to come to WAW girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I, I literally subscribed and my name popped up and um, they said obviously thank you and Paige just turned around and went oh my god I love Amber Joe and I was like oh, I know you do <laughs> I know baby girl you just you just haven't met me in person you're gonna love me more <laughs> we get, I get told so much that we're very similar mm-hmm. look personality maybe maybe it's definitely that we're going to be best friends maybe even if you don't want to be my best friend we're going to be best friends let's play no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah yeah we're, we're gonna get on <laughs> i mean i'm sorry no you're you're totally fine um i mean because like there are similarities there and i'm glad that you've been able to connect with people like with other trans women in in the industry that you know can you know be there for you and and help you to continue to grow as a wrestler but also you know like continue that that fostering of those relationships of find remaining comfortable in in this business and like seeing people that have come before you and to that end you know we just saw um last week the announcement that mariah moreno is going to be competing in the first ever all trans women's main event 
of a pro wrestling event ever at Paris's bumping solid gold 21 against Edith Surreal. What did that news, how did that, I can see the excitement on your face. <laughs> what, how, did, how did you react to that news whenever it was made? I screamed. I haven't congratulated her yet. So I'm going to congratulate her here. Yeah. I'm fucking proud of you. <laughs> um, my language is really bad. I'm so sorry. You're fine. Um, I'm, so, I'm so proud of her. I really am. I mean, Paris is bumping. I've seen it. I didn't know what it was until last year, and I've seen it, and I was watching some of their stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to go on there one day. <laughs> so, Mariah, I'm very proud of you, and you know that we're friends. Put in a good word for me, sweetheart. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, I, was, I was filled with excitement. I was filled with excitement. I will be friends with every transgender wrestler there is in the States. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm, good. I'm friends with Katie Dillon, my next target, and I keep saying tar- I say target <laughs> because it's a target. My next target, my next target is Candy, Candy Girl. We're gonna be good friends. <laughs> I could just picture up all the sleep over, and just paint each other now. Nah, don't go that far. Um, but yeah, no. I'd love to meet all of them, and I'd love to be friends with them all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm on that angel. <laughs> Sorry, mum. No, you're totally fine. But no, like honestly, like it's it's gonna be wonderful to continue watching your journey in pro wrestling. Um, I'm excited to see what comes next. You know, whenever you're able to get in the ring, the TV projects you got coming up, amazing to see. And I'm really happy that we were able to to have some time to chat finally about every <laughs> after trying to set this up for so long so amber thank you so much for for coming on the show let everybody know where they can find you online uh you can find me on twitter at g amber joe underscore pro capital letters from on like each letter i think i said that right the capital t capital a i think you get the gist people um the same handle is on instagram uh, you can find me on TikTok at the Amber Joe. Not that I TikTok, I just go live sometimes because I'm really. Um, you can also find me on Twitch. I will be streaming a bit later if you would like to join. And that's at the Amber Joe. I am a massive game of girls. So if you like Call of Duty and you like Fortnite, you're in the right place. Nice. And you can also find me at Immortal Wrestling when I debut. Yes, definitely. We'll be looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Amber. And anywhere in Portsmouth with Rev Pro. Yes. <laughs> My thanks once again to Amber for coming on the show and sharing her story so far. A story that only has a few chapters written in it. Powerful chapters, but only a few chapters and has so many more blank pages to fill going forward in her pro wrestling career and you know I cannot wait to see what she has on her horizons going forward it's going to be outstanding so many great young LGBTQ um, wrestling talents are popping up now whether they're you know trainees or just getting started in the business or have it one or two years under their belt Um, the rise of LGBTQ identities and, and the confidence to display those identities within pro wrestling over the past few years is you're already seeing the um, 
the foundational work that has come about from that. And Amber is one of the um, examples of that. And, and one of the main reasons why I wanted to have her on the show was because, you know, this isn't just about the ones that have been doing it for years. It's about the ones that come after her and the ones that keep carrying on those legacies and continue to build them and just create more avenues for more people. That's, that's what it is. It's creating more avenues for more people to see themselves in pro wrestling and to see this this industry as something that they can do um, and still be themselves and still be true to themselves. So uh, it's outstanding. Love it, love it, love it. Um, but that is going to bring us to the end of our show this week. Um, we'll be back next week um, as we keep counting down to our 100th episode. I have a, a bit of a th- surprise to share, but not today. I will share that um, I'll share that next week um, regarding the 100th episode. We have some plans in the works here at LGBT in the Ring for that. Um, but uh, until next time, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, and get vaccinated like me. Everybody's ready to die. Bye. Everybody's ready to die. If they didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge, you made a deal with the